The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. And, and Robbie, we've got a full studio of, of you and me. <laughs> <laughs> or you and I. I never did get a good grade in English. So, yeah. it's That's uh, that You have this feeling like you're all alone. <laughs> you do. You do. You feel like you're kind of abandoned at this point. But, uh, yeah, it's been nice. I haven't seen you in uh, almost a month. It has been a long time. So it's, it is really good to have the reunion. To have it, my brother it is. It's, it's great to be back in studio. So you'll hear two voices today. Mine yeah. and Robbie's. Yeah, there you go. And so it should be easy for you to keep up. And a lot it, of people on vacation. You know, it's that time yeah. of year. Yeah, well, it's it's just a wonderful time, summertime, and trying to get out some uh, vacations. I know that uh, I had one not too long ago. You have one coming up, and so that's going to be really, really good for your heart, as I know mine was for mine and and the boys. And so we had a great time. Uh, today's topic is we're going to be talking about how would you phrase it if if uh, if you said what's this show about, Robbie? How would you say it? I would say the common lies of the enemy, the ones that most of us have experienced, and and you almost know they're coming. The sad news is we still fall for it almost every time. Yeah, and that's actually the exact words I was going to use, the common lies of the enemy. And, And that's the thought that was striking through my head was we know what they are because we've been hearing them our whole life. You know, and once they're brought to our attention, we're like, oh, that's not going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he changes his approach a little bit, and it usually comes back to these core lies that he brings up to us. I know that we, we talk a lot about um, in this ministry and, and through Ransom Heart stuff that they've done and John Eldridge's book, Wild at Heart, is the question that men struggle with is, do I have what it takes? But how's the enemy take that question and make it be a lie, Robbie. I mean, I know we talked about it before the show, but as I was thinking on my drive over here, that's still the lie that I buy into the most. And so how, what's that look like for you when that's, when that's happened and the enemies come at you that way with that lie? Yeah, it's amazing how often I fall for that very, you know, issue of, and it gets me totally paralyzed that you're not going to be able to pull this off. I don't know why you're even trying. And, you know, this is going to go bad. (laughs) This is going to be embarrassing. You know, here we are again. And, you know, I'm just, and and I've bought into it. But it's amazing how quickly we forget. Mm -hmm. We leak. You know, you've got great faith and you've got this understanding. And, boy, he comes in at an angle on an old wound. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And for me as a salesperson, you know, through rejection, see, you know, see why that customer's turning the other direction. See why they haven't called you back, Robbie. They know you got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I often feel like the dumbest fish in the lake because I fall for the same lures yeah. all the time. It's not like he uses a different lure. It may have a little bit of a different shine to it, a little different color, but I fall for the same lures in that. You don't have what it takes manifests in so many ways. You know, it could be you don't have what it takes at, at work, or you don't have what it takes in this relationship situation. 
Oh well, man, your wife gives you that look, yeah. or your your son, like, yes. and oh, I got nothing. <laughs> oh, I know, and and there's the enemy there whispering that, and it become it can become paralyzing if we let it, and and we can it can rock the confidence that God's instilled in us that we do have what it takes. He didn't put us here with his help, obviously, but he didn't put us here with not the ability to go to him and to get through things. Now, we don't know what that looks like on the other side, but we know we're always going to get through them with him. And, and yet it still rocks that confidence and it rocks that, that who we are, and it can feel very paralyzing if we're not careful. You know, I've been doing what I do at, at work for 30 years in one capacity or another, and there's still times that he'll come at me from an angle that makes me question whether I have what it takes in this situation today. Now, tomorrow that may not be hard for me to really, you know, battle, but some days it's just kind of tough, you know, or I've never been the father to a daughter that has a baby. (laughs) Yeah, you had that happen this month. Yeah, yes, I have a grandson, and it's awesome, but that opens up a whole new window of stuff that I have no experience with. You know, and if I don't keep anchored to God in the midst of that, there's going to be a lot of good foothold for the enemy, whatever that life situation is. You just take your situation and fill in the blank. You know, but where is the enemy attacking you with you do not have what it takes? And so we got to kind of defend that, but there's so many more other lies. There's only about four or five that we'll talk about today, but they're pretty common. I know that you had a, a couple clips around one of the lies that we hear would you like to set one of those up? Sure. The one that uh, it's it's not my fault. Right. And, you know, we have used that Goodwill hunting clip, you know, many times where Robin Williams begins to confront him with it's not your fault. But I've got one here that we're going to do from um, Batman. Batman Begins. Batman Begins, where I did not even know until I saw this clip that, that uh, how Batman begun. But apparently he begun in this this place where Satan had him, where his parents' death was his fault. And maybe you bought into that it was your parents' divorce that was your fault. Or maybe you bought into that your mother's illness was your fault, and, and, and which I did, mm-hmm. um, and, and different things in my life that are so easy to fall for this particular lie. It's your fault. Alfred. Yes, Master Bruce. It was my fault, Alfred. Oh, I no, made the need to fear if my handgun skipped. It was nothing that you did. It was him and him alone. Do you understand? I miss him, Alfred. I miss him so much. So do I, Master Bruce. So do I. Do you still feel responsible for your parents' death? My anger outweighs my guilt. Your parents' death was not your fault. It was your father's. Anger does not change the fact that your father failed to act. The man had a gun. Did that stop you? I've had training. The training is nothing. The will is everything. The will to act. 
Yield. You haven't beaten me. You've sacrificed sure footing for a killing stroke. Rub your chest. Your arms will take care of themselves. You're stronger than your father. You didn't know my father. But I know the rage that drives you. That impossible anger strangling the grief until the memory of your loved one is just poison in your veins. And one day you catch yourself wishing the person you loved had never existed. So you'd be spared your pain. I wasn't always here in the mountains. I had a wife, my great love. She was taken from me. Like you, I was forced to learn there are those without decency who must be fought without hesitation, without pity. Your anger gives you great power, but if you let it, it will destroy you, as it almost did me. Sir Abby, as you listen to that, there's this there's some really good fathering in there, isn't there? As this guy's talking to him and helping him really see what's going on, behind that, it's your fault. Right, and and it's a fascinating thing that it looks like it's making Batman, in this case, more powerful. But it's actually, in a way, creating his own prison cell. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he finds himself in this driven place that I have to, you know prove that it's not my fault you know that I can avenge whatever the situation is and it's a it's a it may look like you're being extremely successful it may look like you're being ex- successful that for the kingdom but it's still bondage and so the beauty of you know I feel like the whole Christian experience is, is being able to go to Jesus in this and say Jesus help me interpret where I am and <laughs> help me see the lie I'm living under or help me understand the situation and and what really happened here, and you know ask the Holy Spirit to go in and say you know you walk through some of those wounded places in your life you'll be shocked I am shocked um, that I continually open up places where I still feel like oh that was my fault <laughs> what do you yeah. mean <laughs> we were talking well just even let me pause for a second I'll go back to the question here in a second. But even in that clip, as I listened to it, and we listened to it before, there was some things that was going in, what am I believing is my fault? Now, you talked a little bit about that before the show on some stuff that John Eldridge does and how that's impacted you. Do you mind sharing that question that he asked and how that's really kind of impacted you over time? Sure, sure. I, I have this, <clears throat> and it's kind of fun. He has a, a video series called Restoring the Heart and where he actually will take you through a an exercise with you and Jesus to to help interpret a similar situation or a wounded situation. So I was doing that just this week where I had, uh, I was selling turquoise jewelry actually because, you know, I'm from New Mexico. And at one point in time, we had a really lucrative company that was selling jewelry to a, what was called TG&Y at the time of those mm-hmm. that was like a five and dime store really successfully. While I was out in California, they fired me and kind of stole my business with TG&Y, the company that I had founded it, the whole thing with. And so my boss, in doing so, there was this horrible wound. 
And it ended up with me being stranded in Los Angeles with my, at the time, brand new wife. It led to lots of different disasters. And I'd blamed myself for years. Mm-hmm. And so as, as John was taking you through that, he said, look for your agreement. Is there an agreement in here? Can you see where you've made an agreement? Meaning someplace where you've agreed with Satan on something that was lie. Have you made an agreement? And he said, do you think it was your fault? And I went, holy mackerel, it was all my fault. And I went, wait a minute, Jesus, was this my fault? And when we began to read, wait a minute, it wasn't my fault. And I'd been taking responsibility for that. What a prison that was. Yeah, and there's a big difference between the enemy whispering it's your fault and taking ownership. And we can talk about that when we come back. But I'd like for you to go consider some really good counseling opportunities by going to a boot camp. And the counselor there is our Heavenly Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And we encourage you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. And you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Sam, this November boot camp could literally change a lot of men's life. I talk to a lot of men, they're saying... They say they don't know what their place is in the grand scheme of things. They don't know how to behave as Christian men. God designed us for freedom, and it's coming up at this boot camp. It is. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register now. Just $169 early bird pricing for four amazing days. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Register now. When you're alone, you're alone. When you're alone, you're alone. When you're alone, you're alone. When you're alone, you ain't nothing but alone. Robbie, this is the the song that actually made me start thinking about the topic of this week. I was riding along. Um, don't remember where I was driving. I think it was when I was going down to. Uh, um, Charlotte this week and I just was had some songs playing randomly on my my phone you know through a speaker and the song came on it's a Bruce Springsteen song and, and he's singing to a girl about it but when you just take the context of the piece that we heard right there the enemy loves to make us feel isolated oh yeah he loves to make us feel like we're alone you know we're alone in this situation or we're in, alone in what we battle you know, how many men have we met over the years that felt like they were the only ones that battled this issue or that issue, and, and surely no one else does, right? And so the enemy's big strategy and one of those big lies is you're alone. You know, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a second. I want to go back and visit one thing real quickly that we talked about before we went to break was that there's a huge difference in the lie of the enemy saying, you know, it's your fault and taking ownership for whatever your portion is. And we've talked on the show lots of times that if the enemy came at you with just this outlandish lie, you probably wouldn't believe it, but he always comes at you with some little grain of truth that you say, yeah, that part's true. But the problem is we let that grain be you know, treated, nurtured, watered, all those things, and it harvests, and now it becomes this great big field that feels like everything's our fault. And maybe I'll peel that back as you talked about earlier and going to Jesus saying, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, 
I need the truth in this situation because I'm really, really stuck here. I, I know there's pieces that are true, but you're the only one that can lead me to this whole truth and letting him do that. And I'm sure that's probably happened for you as you work through some of those issues. He's let you really see the whole truth of the situation. Oh, and how I was totally duped. Yeah. I mean, totally duped into believing that I did not have what it took to get the turquoise jewelry sold in Los Angeles where I ended up losing that particular job. And it led to this whole concept of you can't hold a job. You're gonna get, it's, to, it's gonna go the same way. Your sales are gonna drop, you're gonna get fired, it, it, you know. <laughs> and that's a horrible prison if you're a salesman. It is, it is. So the, the couple lies that we've talked about so far is you don't have what it takes, it's your fault, and a little bit of this topic of you're all alone. I'm sure there are times in your life, of you, as you went through, you felt pretty much isolated and completely on your own, even in the midst of other people. Oh, man. Horrible. Uh, that's one of the more faceted diamonds of destruction I can think of, is all the angles of, of how you can be alone. Sometimes for your own choice, I don't need any help, I don't want to deal with the aggravation of the other people. Or sometimes nobody cares about me in all the different ways you can find yourself there. <laughs> he, he comes at you. That's one lie, but it's phenomenal the different ways that he tries to isolate the baby seal there. Yeah, he's got a lot of access points from, to that, to get to that. It, and the truth is, there are times that we are by ourselves, but we're never alone. No. Yeah, and that's the thing that he really tries us to get that even think that even God's turned his back on us. Which kind of leads us to this next clip. This is from a movie, and I, I can't say strongly enough, I do not recommend this movie. <laughs> it's, it's got some really good scenes, or a really good scene here. The rest of the movie, not so much. And so uh, it's from a movie called End of Days, and it had Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it was about you know, some of the, the, the devil and good and evil. And, and so conceptually, there's a lot of cool things there, but it was... Really, really hard to watch, and I wouldn't really recommend it for most people. Uh, but in this, you hear the scene, Arnold Schwarzenegger has lost his family. He's a police officer, and he had to testify against some bad guys, and they ended up killing his wife and his daughter. And in this, literally one of the characters in this movie is Satan. The devil is one of the characters, and there's an interchange here with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character and the devil and I want you to see what angle he takes at him on the lie that he's trying to get him to believe it wasn't your fault I wasn't there oh you just you were out doing your job I wasn't there oh look at you torn apart by guilt you didn't do anything wrong you were an honest oh. cop you didn't take money you had to testify against them even after they threatened your family most people would never testify against those guys. They're not like you. You had to do the right thing. And where was God? Hmm? He could have stopped it, but he didn't. And then he made you feel guilty. Me? I don't do guilt. I didn't do what happened here. He did. Now you just think about that. And you tell me who's really your friend. So, Robbie, as you listen to that, well, first of all, I'll ask you another question here in a second. But he's trying to tell him it's not his fault, but is that what he's telling him? Oh, no. Through that, I mean, he's, he's accusing him in the midst of it. Even with the words when he's saying it's not your fault, there's a loaded with accusation in the midst of that, or at least that's the way I heard it. Right, but the real accusation is against God's Absolutely. heart. Absolutely. And you can't trust, you can't trust God. And boy, if that isn't a common lie, I don't know, 
know, he he comes through for Sam, but he just doesn't do it for Robbie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or a life situation happens, right? You know that that God maybe, um, you know, wouldn't really even want. You know, someone makes a choice out of out of the free will, and and something happens, and we lose a loved one. You know, I mean, I've lost my my mom and my dad, and a good portion of that has to do with them making the decision to smoke for several years. You know, one of them really struggled with COPD and some other things, and it complicated, and it ended both of their lives early. Now, I, the enemy's going to try to tell me that God took my parents from me. But at the end of the day, a lot, to, a lot of their choices helped lead to that, and I miss them, I love them, all those things. But it wasn't God's fault in any way, but the enemy will try to get you to, to think that along the way. Oh, he sure could have done something. Yeah. You know, something could have happened. And uh, it's amazing, really, if you if you, you really can ask for some interpretation here yeah. from God into certain situations. And, and I can tell you, in the moment, there's sometimes really difficult to find where is God in this. You know, you can imagine the people walking around on 911 in 9-11. You know, where's God in this? Mm-hmm. But when we, I, as I've lived my life and I've seen certain things played out that I thought were the ultimate disaster in my children's life, turned out to be the turning point that led them back mm-hmm. on the right road. It's amazing to see how some of the things that I really, really thought God had left me out on, on the diving board somewhere turned out to be, and now I can look back and go, wow. I went through all this agony <laughs> when God was really doing something good the whole time and allowing these things to go on. Absolutely. I don't know if it was you was telling me, and I've heard it a few times, that one of the people that were interviewed at Ground Zero was asking that question. I think you yeah, know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk, tell that again. Yeah, I'd interviewed, and one of the people at Ground Zero was running around was not a Christian, and everybody was saying, where's God, where's God? And he goes, well, if God... God wasn't here, every day would be 9-11. Yeah. And, and the point being <laughs> that the air you breathe and any peace that you have is a result of God. It's the other stuff that was our friend there that uh, is telling him, you know. Yeah, it, it, that one, that particular part was partly you can't trust the heart of God, obviously. That's what that is, but it's God's fault. Now I'm going to pick up just another short clip from that same movie just a few seconds later where he really is telling him even more clearly, you can't trust God's heart. What? You're on his side? He's the one who took away your family? Let me tell you something about him. He is the biggest underachiever of all time. He just did a good publicist, that's all. Something good happens, it's his will. Something bad happens, he moves in mysterious ways. You take that, that overblown press kit they call the Bible, you look for the answer in there. What did they tell you? It happens. Please. He treated you like garbage. You walked away. I'm not the bad guy. Robbie, I think that all these lies, even going back to Adam and Eve, it's been all about you can't trust the heart of God. Oh, yeah. Because if he can sever that, anything's possible. And so each one of these lies try to compound on each other to get you to that point where you feel like God's abandoned you, 
Yeah, because the there is the only place of aloneness yeah. that really exists. Is if God isn't in this with me, then I really am alone. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm alone, or He put me in this situation didn't didn't come for me, right? And that's why I don't have what it takes because God didn't show up. <laughs> I mean, all these things that once we continue to buy into Him, yes, it's an attack on our heart, like we heard in that first clip from that movie. You know, He's continuing to accuse us, but even more so, He's accusing God in trying to drive that wedge. And it's a fascinating place. Christ on the cross was getting the same stuff thrown at him. And, and he says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. And he's feeling alone. And it's one of the more difficult things to understand other than clearly if Jesus is dealing with this and still ends up few phrases later says into your hands i commit." that may be the case but into your hands i commit my spirit i trust you you're the guy Mm -hmm. and you know i think that's all a heart cry that god loves to hear is look i i I feel alone but i trust you right we talked a little bit earlier about you can be in very good um intent your heart's in the right intent it was telling you a story about someone I knew that really wants to do God's will. But they started dating somebody. They've been wanting to date somebody for lots of years, and they're dating somebody. And, and the question became, well, what if that person isn't God's will for me? Is he going to take that person away from me? Right? And so the heart was good in wanting to do God's will and make sure they're pursuing God's will. But really what's happening there is there's this other belief somewhere in there is you can't trust the heart of God. You know, he's, he's going to get... He's this motor. Yeah, he's... he's this, yeah, 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 from uh, uh, Bruce Albighty. Yeah. yeah, we should have got that clip. But, and that's, that's part of those lies, and we only touched just a little bit on a lot of it, but it comes down to a lot of times you don't have what it takes. Or the second one being, what would you throw in there, Robbie, of the ones we talked about today? Uh, it's, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. And... You're all alone in this because you left God out. You're not in his will. You're standing out there and you got nothing. And God did this to you. (laughs) Or he at least let it happen. He didn't defend you. And so all those things, I'd ask you a question that Robbie asked earlier today when he and I were talking was, where do you feel like right now in life that something's all your fault? And I promise you, it's probably not all your fault. And that's a great place to start if you don't know where to start. And, and ask God to just unveil these things to you of what you're hearing and help you find the truth. And go to our website, masculinejourneyradio.org, get past podcasts, or register for the upcoming boot camp this coming November. We'll see you next week. <laughs>